Good morning. Ready to do a podcast. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. We got a special guest, Jeremy Loki out of Hawaii. What's up? Can't yeah, listen. surprise a surprise visit to the mainland, they call it, right? Yeah, I him and his family are up here. We went and had dinner last night and I uh, said, Hey, you gotta get over here. You gotta get over here because he's a he's a forward thinking guy with the topic we're gonna have you talking about. You get what you gave, which a lot of people don't some people it might be a new concept. I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people know, but I don't think they know the depth. So, you know, Jeremy's uh how old are you now? I'm forty. Forty. Yeah. Wow, when did you turn forty? December, but let's see what my green hair. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, forty. I just turned forty in December, and uh, it's cool age. I feel like it, though. I feel it's like cool it. age. Yeah, you, you put a couple decades in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a couple decades in now. You've I got, still feel young. Yeah, so that's good. Well, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a. Uh, uh, I was up on some training a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to a guy that is damn near seventy. He's got a couple stars on his on his uniform, right. you know, and we were talking and I said, you know, how, how old do you feel? And he's like, Oh man, not 40. He says, you know, I just feel young. And so I think it's, I mean, you know, age is a real thing. It, it, your body starts adjusting. You look different and everything else. That That's part of it. Man. Yeah. You know, it's just part of it. It is, you know, but I, I, I see guys my age and internally they're, they're, they're beat up, you know, like they don't, and I could get get it. I, you know, there's been periods of my life where I feel that way. But you can't. You got to get out of that. Right. You know, you got to right. get out of that. So, right. Big day. It was cool being with your family. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and it's always. I, I we decided to. I told my wife, you know, we we're gonna go to um, spend some family time in Disneyland. And I was like, you know what? Let's just fly in a couple of days early. That's so cool. I, and, I haven't seen up here without snow. So right. It was something different. Yep. Uh, the drive was nice. You know. And. My daughter's happy. So right. So well, and you got to go down the back way, thirty-eight. We'll do. That, you know, you I will got do. to. We'll do for sure. You know, and then and the sad thing is, I take off today for Europe, so I, oh. I literally have to leave. We get we get done with that. We get to hang out for a little while, and then I get to go. I get to go pack and take off. Mm-hmm. Literally leave. I got a meeting at ten o'clock, and then bam, I'm on the road. So that's great. So well, you know, and tell everybody where you're headed, Rennie. Oh, we've mentioned it before. Yeah, going to England. So I'm going over to Waxstock, my second trip to Waxstock. Uh, third or fourth trip to, to the UK. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, Bob Phillips and I are going, which is going to be really, really cool to be with Bob and just kind of go back to our roots, you know, of, of, of us going somewhere. And, you know, it just, you know, the early days of, of double black and just, just kind of excited. <clears throat> it's kind of a reset. And, and this is my Everest. I, 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 I summit Everest. I think I figured it out. It's on Sunday at the show. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? No, I don't. Schedule. My schedule. Oh. My schedule. <laughs> I, I, and, and parse this month was, was a lot me. Thanks, personal things I did. But I get to the peak of Everest on Sunday, and I start coming back then down the backside, slowly start descending. So That's it's right. back into a nice schedule and by – my anniversary in July, Diane and I will be, you know, a nice, a nice pay. So got to hang out with this guy's family for the first time. It was really cool. It, uh, we didn't have many choices of restaurants. Yeah. A lot of places were closed last night. We had a good dinner though. We did, you know, and, and it was more we about, should, we, won't even mention, we won't even mention where we nah, went. It's you know? more about just, you know, I just, I know where you went. So where did you see a receipt or something? Well, I did, but I can guess anyway. Where, where'd we go? 
<laughs> you went to good old Sizzler. We yeah. did. It was the only place open, man. Nostalgic, man. Yeah. You know? It was. But yeah. I got to tell you, it was good. It was. It was. It, it was, was good. Gotta, it was good. My wife thought so too. My, I mean, how many? How many? How many? How many cities in the, in America have got a Sizzler left? You know. That's a good question. You know, the one close to me closed down, um, so it's gone. I haven't been there forever. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. The service was I, excellent. I thought so too. And, you yeah. know, reaching out. It I was. mean, it it was what it was. But everything we had in mind, we kept on, you know, because it was just we're, we're in a resort community, right? And so it's like being on the islands. You know, yep. when people when when a big when a big weekends happen, they don't they don't respond by taking right. a break. They respond by closing. Right. You know, so everything was closed. Everything was closed. So it was awesome. So uh, yesterday was a huge day. Our youngest daughter, Darren, graduated high school. Um, emotional, but happy because she is. She was so ecstatic, and she's such a cool kid that there's a couple moments to where where dad got a little sad, mom got sad, but most of the time it was just a lot of happiness. Joy, yeah. You know, it was just you know she really wanted my mom to be there, so it was kind of that was my mom bought her. It's really cool. My mom bought all the girls a pearl uh, necklace, bracelet, ring, earring set, and Darren had never opened hers up. And so it was all matching. They're all, all the girls who got the same thing, but it was all to be worn, you know, at special occasions like their graduation and stuff. And so Darren got to wear it, you know, all the stuff for my mom. And then uh, my mom asked me uh, towards the end um, to – I can't write right now, but will you give her a card? And she goes, if it can, if the card, so she's laying down everything she wants me to, to say in the card. And then she goes, oh, and by the way, if it can be a graduation card that's got butterflies on it, it's a plus. And I'm like, geez, almighty. I mean, how hard is that going to be to find, you know? And you know what? The other, we, we, last week we went in the store and there's a graduation card with Weird. butterflies on it. Yeah. Weird how that happened. You know? And I was like, Whoa. So hey, good to have you here. Yeah, and this definitely. is something that's going to be really cool. Is that again, you 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 get what you gave, and I think that's really you know, a lot of people I hear this. Oh man, you know, I want to be where you're at, or I want to do what you've done, and they see the instant thing that's going on in my life right now, which is even hectic right now. I got, I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got, you know, the last couple of years with COVID, I had a pretty thing. We, we worked our butts off though. Even with COVID, I mean, I, I want to say that we we ticked upward um, when COVID first went down. Chris and I are going. I mean, we had we are hosting live events between the group and the industry seven days a week, and so everybody says, "Oh man, I want what that dude's got," or "I want what." But you don't you, you don't understand what that dude or dudette the the decade or two forty years old you're to that point, and along that way, I'm going to tell you right now is that is maybe not everybody but you know the situation that i had when i was a youth wasn't ideal i wasn't the smartest dude in the room yeah. and i had to learn this the hard way matter of fact i'm, I'm going to share something i'm going to jump ahead a little bit was george washington you know uh one of the founding fathers our first president of the united states is that george washington wasn't born into a, a, a ton of money his family owned you know property but george washington unlike our other founders didn't have a or even not our founders even even on the other side the british the people he was fighting they had they had tactical education uh they had brilliant educations from the world's at the time the world's best universities 
the founding fathers were the same way. They had these, these real high and expensive educations. George Washington didn't do that. What he did is he went down another path. As a young man, he start, studied how to be a gentleman. And then at 19, 19 years old, George Washington got a job and he was going out and he was, he was taking and surveying the whole Eastern United States. He was traveling through the hills, the valleys, everywhere else as a real young man. So he, he became, he, he was a reader. He studied, he, he, uh, he, and then he became a soldier. He fought in wars, but he earned his education the hard way. I can kind of relate to that. Yet, if you go back through history, he wasn't a serious tactician. He wasn't who he was going against, against the British, were far better generals. Right. But there was a big difference is those, those men hadn't studied how to be a gentleman. Those men didn't go back in the trenches. Is that I've read a lot about different leadership skills and everything else. George Washington and George Patton, two Georges. Those those generals were were among the the great generals of of our American history that would come down into the trenches. They would come down among the men, among the fighters, among. They led from there. They were humble, uh, yet they would get very aggressive when they had to. You know, George Washington's handler had to go into battle with him, and he would take and have to throw himself in front of George Washington because. George Washington would come out of battles with his coat having bullet holes in it. He was that aggressive out front, but yet he took his whole youth and he studied, he studied how to be a gentleman, how gentlemen conducted themselves. And, you know, it, it sounds funny to put it in that terms right now, but if you look at modern day terms is that you look at the people that we deal with, a lot of entrepreneurs, how much of it is, is, interpersonal skills between people yeah it's just it's that culture building too yeah absolutely so i mean if you know that your boss or your leader is going to be i guess kind of right next to you when times get hard you know it's you're more willing to sacrifice for the greater good of the whole group absolutely so when you know that your leader is willing to do it you're you're willing to do it you know so i can see how that paid off big time for them Oh yeah, well you know he goes out and it was pretty cool. Is that that you know I, I love to read, and and what ended up taking and and I, I'll I'll spend a little time on this still is is he went through he knew the local the local area he was a surveyor, so the British come into his and we're going to put all this back into business perspective, the the British come into his territory into his ground that he's gone out as a young man and surveyed and he knows it he knows it. He knows where all the hills, the high spots. Well, guess what? Anytime that I go into a business situation, where am I taking the high ground? I'm going to go to the highest spot and rain hell onto my competition. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to spit out any vulgar communications. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be able to see their movements, and I'm just going to keep on building deeper and deeper relationships. That's what George Washington learned to do is he learned how to build freaking relationships. Is that as a young man, he was going out, and he was paying that all of his friends and man, I can relate to that. I think you can too, Chris. Chris, Chris, you, you know, jump in anytime. I remember as a young man, all my friends going out and partying, and I was going to meetings. I was learning business. I was going to uh, uh, multi-level marketing meetings and learning how all these people that they recruited are. How the hell did they get all these people to sell soap? 
You know, how the hell do they motivate people to be? I mean, those were cool people. Yeah. They were friendly people. I remember walking in these meetings and there'd be a, there'd be a, a millionaire or two and they come up and talk to this, this kid, you know? And I was like, Holy crap. How do I? And, and so I just, I bought into it. I didn't, wasn't really interested in doing what they did, but I had to, I had to learn from them. So I, I bought in and paid the price, but the price I really paid was with my time. All my friends are out of the bar. Where am I? I'm doing that. All my friends. You know, I, are I didn't, uh, I didn't get into like any, you know, management or self-help stuff like that when I was uh, younger. But when I was 15, I got my first job working for a small family owned business, you know, and I've kind of done that for through the rest of my life after that, you know, in one right. way or another. And, uh, you know, that quickly just turned into me being their trusted, you know, employee. I was the only employee, the guy they leaned on all the time, you know, because they could depend on me while my friends were off, you know, goofing around. But, Absolutely. You know, it's my love for, for automobiles. Chris, I don't even think you've ever heard the story. But when I was so I was detailing, but, it, you know, detailing was just kind of a summer game. Right. right. I right. couldn't I couldn't yeah. do anything as a kid. Mm -hmm. I worked at a go kart track. Nice. So I started out, I started out just, just working the track and taking tickets, putting people in their go-kart, going out, like, you know, if they ran off the track, putting them back on the track, running around it was awesome. And then I remember one of my, one of my junior high teachers that was a respected high school teacher too. Um, he worked there during, during, during the off season. Nice. Right. Yeah. And so, so I told him, I said, Hey, it was dead one day. And I said, well, let me go out. Let's like, do, can we do like a package deal for companies? So here I am, I'm 14, 15 years old. I'm running around selling these group, you know, packets of tickets for, for go-kart racing, right. right? And I'd come back and I'd have all this money. And he's like, how the hell are you doing it? And it was because I didn't want him to cut my hours. So I would go out and sell to get the track get people yeah, yeah, com coming in. And it was much the same, Chris. It was a small mom and pop business. And I figured out a way to make myself valuable. Right. To the whole, yeah. to the whole thing, yeah, and and it worked, and you know, and and I'll tell you to this day, the good thing about working that go kart track, I hated it because, you know, you smell gasoline, and you're dirty, and there's really pretty girls coming in, you know, and so you're a kid, you don't want to smell like that, no, right? No, but we closed that when that that track would close down, is we take those go karts out on that track, you know, we take the little governor switch off, <laughs> open them up a little bit, and oh man, you. It's again, it's all part of what built me. Yeah. But even going back, Jeremy, Chris, it to that air that 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 time frame, that decade of my life, which was okay, I'm 15 years old. Okay. I'm not even I'm I'm a decade and a half into my entire life. I'm setting out patterns and passions all the way back then that is still paying dividends today. Yeah. And 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 I learned how to sell, I learned customer service, I learned how to be polite. You know, I learned how to take and, and be control. There was older people than me, you know, people that were that were 21, 22 years old are coming in just wrecking the hell out of these go-karts. But yet I'd have to be bold enough to go and tell them to knock that shit off, right. you know. And, you know, some of those guys, it was kind of spooky because I was going to get my ass whipped, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just stood up to them and, and, and brought it in a way and learned how to negotiate around um, and got through it without getting punched, right. you know, which is the good news. But you look at, again, going back to George Washington, is that this guy, okay, the founding fathers, this is what's cool. All the founding fathers risked everything for this whole idea of, of America, a, a United States. 
They risked absolutely everything. But yet they always talk about that in history. But what they don't talk about is all those cats went back home. They went back to their places. I mean, uh, it, it's Benjamin Franklin was partying all over the world. He's getting drunk. He's, you know, he's wild with women. Not George Washington. He's in the field, dude. He's, he's, he's battling around. He's risking his life. He's seen his men get slaughtered in some of these battles. And, and yet he keeps persisting. And then at the end, at the end of the revolutionary war, they go, Hey dude, you did such a good, good job. We want you to be King. And he had the restraint to go, no, we just fought a King. Why, why do you want to have a King? You know, and then they, the, the dudes, the dude's wisdom that he built as a young person that just continued it. Now he's in his forties. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, he's in his forties and he's in his fifties, you know, at this point, but all of a sudden he gets, he gets put into office for, for, for one term. And then they say, Oh no, we want you to go another one. He goes another term. Right. And at the end of four years, and this is ironic. At the end of four years, he goes, it's enough. No man should ever serve longer than this. I'm done. Goodbye. There is no other choice. Where did our two term come from? The first dude that did it. He had the foresight and the fortitude to take and and know with wisdom what he'd fought against and what things are going to develop, you know, from that point on. And so not to go back on a history lesson, but sometimes looking back at history will take and, and, and serve us well in where we're going now. So, I took, and this is another thing, so go-karts, go back to go-karts, right? Go-karts and detailing. Um, also, guess what? My go-karts, if they're coming to ride go-karts, guess what they're into most likely? Cars. Cars. And, 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 yep, I'd sell them on a detail, you know? And oh, so it all went hand in hand. And so all of a sudden, I started realizing at a really young age, hey, you know what? Hold on, man. There's things relative in this world when it comes to business and making money. Yeah. And so I can be at a go-kart track but sell a detail. You know, now at that time, if I took you through the route, one of these days I'm going to take my GoPro and I'm going to take the route that I had to ride from my mom's house to the go-kart track because I had to go over two bridges. One went over a river and one went over train tracks and there's no sidewalk on them. So it was, it was running the gauntlet of trying to get across it at night back home after you worked at the go-kart track without getting killed, you know, and, and how, why, why my mom and grandma let me do that? is beyond me because it's a miracle i didn't get hit you know coming home at 10 11 12 at night you know on that damn bicycle but all those things come back to where you know i I, again going back to my own struggles as a kid you know i had a i had i i I had dyslexia you know i couldn't read right i had i had adhd or add i should say um i had these things that i had to overcome so i decided at a young age okay i can sit here and get teased i get bullied i can turn inward like some of my other classmates have done I can really take and kind of hide within myself or I can start developing myself into what it's going to need to survive. And, and that's what you get, what you gave in those early days of, of being in special ed, they actually called our class, the special needs class. I mean, that was the name of it. And, and, and I remember coming out of the playground and nobody wanted to get near me. And I said, well, this sucks, you know, and what it was, it was a stigma I had to take and break. And, and so what I did is I kind of forced myself into those past relationships of the kids that were now shunning me and making fun of me. They saw that, hey, man, my skill set and, and high-go high seat didn't change. My skill set in baseball, football, all these different things didn't change. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed except I was in a class where I was finally learning, mm-hmm. you know. 
And so I had to adapt in those early days. Well, looking back now and going forward is those, those lessons I learned all, I mean, dude, that was, uh, that was 45 years ago. I mean, 45 years, 45 years later, I bank off those skills. I had to kind of self-rely on myself. And so to tell, to, to say that, oh, you need, you know, I haven't learned that, you know, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, because you know what, at, 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 at nine, 10 years old, I was pulling it out of myself that I had to change things. We know what the most people know in our gut when shit's going on. Mm-hmm. We had a brilliant talk last night about that. Yeah. Yep. And who else is going to take and make those changes in you except for you? you got to figure it out yourself. And so now there's professionals you can go to. There's friends. There's all kinds of mentors and coaches that you can take and look to for those things. But you've got to start digging it out yourself. So now as a tactician, let's talk about tacticians. What is a tactician? You look at us in business. You look at the way that we build relationships. You've got to be tactical with your actions. All that means is that you're constantly looking. If you take this into, let's go back to George Washington. When he's looking at the ground, he's looking at the fights. And listen, he got his ass handed to him. You know, there's battles to where his own people underneath him were thinking of a coup to get him out of there. You know, because he got in these battles a couple times and just got his, his, his butt handed to him. You know, he got spanked hard. But all of a sudden, he starts going back to his youth. He starts going down to his, 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 his early days of going out and surveying the countryside. And he said, hold on, man. I have got to take and, and bring, bring these guys in and do things that they're not expecting. And how does that happen with business? It's the exact same way. At that point in time in history is that on Christmas Eve, there is bad, bad weather. I mean, really bad weather. There is not, there's zero chance the British thought. Matter of fact, the, the head, the head, the head guard for the encampment for the British was drunk that night because he said, Hey, you know what? There's no way on a night like this that anybody's going to attack. Boys, let's party. So they start partying. Guess what George Washington does? He takes and comes across the river that's partially frozen and, and, and it's completely screwed up. And he attacks, and it, and it starts to change the whole and shift the whole Revolutionary War. What's doing? Because he did something that was totally unexpected by his enemy, and so he became a tactician, better, better. Was he the most brilliant tactician? I'm not the most brilliant business person. Matter of fact, if I if I was, I wouldn't be here. I'd be sitting in some, you know, on a yacht or a jet or something like that, uh, doing something different, right? I just that. But am I am I ashamed of what I've done? It's awesome what I've done. I wasn't the ideal tactician coming through it, you know. But what, what I have done is I've become a pretty good business yeah. tactician. And it takes study and it takes hard work and it's going to take years, decades. But it comes back to this is what you're doing. What you're doing now is setting yourself up for tomorrow. What you do for tomorrow is setting you up for next month. What you do next month is setting you up for next year. What you do next year is setting you up for the a decade later. What you do this whole next decade is setting you up for the second decade. And if you don't start laying those bricks, that's foundation, and you don't lay them straight, and you don't start, listen, if you go back and you look at my yellow brick road, the yellow bricks are crooked in the beginning. 
They don't even go the right direction. They're completely skewed. It's because they didn't know what the hell I was doing. And the, the, and I thought I did. I mean, when I was really young, I thought I did. I sold that first business and thought I was an absolute freaking, I, I thought, oh, damn, I'm the most brilliant. I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Mm. You know, I this is going to be easy street. I just made this much money, this easy. No, I was clever. I was young. I was cute. And I got lucky. Straight up. That's what happened. After that, all of a sudden, I, I had my ass handed to me because I figured out, oh, shit, to compete at this level. These dudes are all, these guys are all freaking college educated. I'm, I'm going against some people that really know business now, and I, I don't know as much as I thought I did. You know, I got a little luck. That's okay, because that luck took me to the next chapter. Yep, and, and learning from that to progress. And, and even I figured it out. You know, coming up here to train with you in 2018 mm -hmm. was the start of my whole, I guess, journey of understanding not just this business, but business in general and life in general, because there's levels to everything and you don't realize it. And you, you push yourself to a level that you think is up there. And then you realize it's like, I didn't even get to the third, second rung or of the whatever it is. So. You, you you're you open up your mind to thinking about like just the possibilities are endless and you're only limited by your own beliefs but we're frustrated with it because we want to do it so fast like we're talking about now <laughs> and you get disappointed you get discouraged and you stop you know? it, 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 let me tell you even when you get you even get you get 40 years into your journey you still get disappointed yeah you know, even, even and you still get flustered. I woke up this morning and I've got, you know, a hundred things to do. And oh, by the way, I got to, you know, I got to take off for Europe this afternoon. And, and, and I just sat down I took a deep breath and I went deep breath. Look, look where I'm going. Look what I'm going to do. Look who I'm doing it with. You're coming this morning. You know, I got this beautiful hunk of a man, Chris, on the other side, you know, um, you know, I woke up what my daughter graduated from high school. So you got to take the pity party and, and yeah. kind of dilute it down. And yeah, it's, you get busy, you get crazy. That's your own control. You also control what goes in here. And if you feel yourself starting to stress out, then back off. Don't put, don't pump the brakes. Just back off the accelerator just a little bit. Take a little breath, breath, get out of the car, walk around, stretch and get back in and go, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm still hung up on how you, how you said you were cute earlier. I am. I am. Dude, I'm adorable. I'm adorable. But you know, the, uh, the, the whole in a rush to succeed thing is real, right? I mean, I didn't have a lot of patience when I first started out in this industry, you know, so I got, I got discouraged, you know, fairly early on. But what's interesting is, you know, the last, you know, three to four years that I've spent working alongside you now, if I had to go back and do that all over again, I mean, the the stuff that I've witnessed and learned and, and just absorbed would change everything. You know, it would be a whole different different plan and process now. Yeah, it's anytime you're around and you change your surroundings, you get around so many entrepreneurs. You know, it's like when I was when I filmed uh, Undercover Billionaire. You know, of of being around that team, not just not 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 just the host itself, but the whole production team. Smart people, man. And it was a whole different outlook in life. But it's like, you know, so Jerry, let's go back into your past a little bit. Okay, firefighter. Okay. So what year did you become a firefighter? Uh, it's, oh, 
let's say 08. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's been, you know, almost 15 years. It's been just, I just made 15 years ago. And you remember that first, you remember your first, your first, so you go through the academy, mm -hmm. you get out, and that first day at the, at the firehouse, you don't want to miss the truck. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but it goes back to the basics. Now you look at, you look 10 years in and all the things you learned as a firefighter. And, and you remember that first call out, you know, I mean, how excited were you? You scared. know, scared, nervous, yep. you know, excited. Well, I think, you know, it's, it took, like you said, build up, you know, for me, it took me a while to figure out if I even wanted to do it. Um, and, you know, it probably took me about five years or six years to figure out if I really wanted to do it and get the, the the want to be there, I guess, because I guess that was something that, like you said before too, is, is it's in you. Um, you don't might not really know what's going on, but you're doing something because you think that that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started actually putting effort in and making it important that I started really enjoying it. Um, you know, so that's that's something that you got to remember and it took a long time for me anyway it took me five years six years seven years to figure that out so you got to consistently be on it like we're talking about now is it's not going to happen overnight now nope. some people it might but for the most part everybody has their own journey and everybody has their own path and you just got to stay on that path if you want it you know enough if you want to get to the end point enough you just got to keep hammering on on it so yeah I remember the first I, I got on I got on our, our team in December. And I remember going through all the training, all the training, all the training. And um, we, we'd gone out at that point, you know, is 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 my life was all about hanging around with the experienced team members and getting getting the experience. And I remember in June I was cleared. So now I can go on on missions, right? And I remember the first mission, I, I remember getting called out, there's a helicopter coming over right now. I remember being on the helicopter and and it was in july and i remember getting in the helicopter and thinking holy crap this we're going we're going real i mean it's going down right now and you know that i would say that the training took over and it calmed my mind i didn't have enough training <laughs> there was no real life experience you know i'm young and and i'm excited but i'm nervous right and then you have to figure out you know i'm watching well i remember getting off and i remember being on the mission and we're, we're a few days into it, and I remember one of the, the older team members coming up to me, and he goes, hey, deep breath, take your time. Deep breath, take your time. And I said, yeah, but isn't there a, a sense of urgency? And he goes, absolutely, but you're a little frantic right now. And he said, what you need to do is just take a breath. And he says, you're going to have to learn these things being out here. You're going to have to learn it one step at a time. Because if you go too fast, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets killed, or somebody gets, you know, you get injured. And so you've got to take it slow, slow the pace down just a little bit. And it's kind of the same thing in business. I see these people and, you know, bless their hearts. They're so eager to go, mm -hmm. right? They're so eager to go. They're so eager to go hard. I, I just talked to a friend yesterday. Same thing. So eager to go, go. I love the eagerness. But you know what? That can also that it can kill you and mm -hmm. cause a lot of damage and, and it can destroy relationships, you know, is because we get so focused on the task that, you know, it, it you get you, you get blinders on you know and you can't see why do they put blinders on a horse is it so that horse is seen here and not what's going on around it because it will freak out you know it will freak out and it's the same thing with us so um my own story and and to chime in because 
you've got really good is I had setbacks at a really young age, you know, in my life. So many freaking people did, especially in the town where we came from, you know, it was just setbacks. And, and, you know, it was either dads in my case with, you know, my parents just exploding before I even got, you know, before I was even born, you know, that just went haywire and it just kept getting worse as, and then it just, it hit terminal velocity. And when I was five, it totally grenaded. And that just started a whole pendulum effect that, you know, it, uh, it was wild. It was a wild ride, but it also made me special education when I was put into that. Again, it was, it was, it was a hard hit, you know, and, and I was like, oh man, but it, but it made me, um, it made me develop my ability to adapt and adopt because I had to adapt new ways of thinking and I had to adopt the fact that I was facing what I was going to face. There was no getting out of it. There was no escaping it. There was no, there was no telling people that I wasn't in that special needs class. Um, I had to go out and prove to other people and myself, mainly myself. At first, I was all about proving to others. When I came out of that situation, I realized real quickly, I owe others zero. Nothing. I owe myself the recognition that I, that I can accomplish this. And, and my teacher, you know, taught me that and it turned out it's pretty smart. You know, it's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, you got to take in and through the struggles, figure out strengths. And again, it's real easy for the people to look at my career and say, oh, man, you know, I'm going to be where you're at. No, be ahead of where I'm at. Don't 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 take aim at me. Take aim at the things that that I've done and, and, and try to do it a little quicker, realizing that it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You know, it's going to take time. Well, that's why you go and find mentors and people to learn from where you want to be. Um, and it's not just necessarily in your industry, but in general. And then you learn from them because when they're teaching, you know, like you taught me a lot just on not just detailing skills, but understanding the whole, I guess, setting it up business wise. So that way I'm not spending 50 hours on a car and charging. Yeah. Five bucks for it because yeah. of my pride. It doesn't matter. Like it, you need to be, you need to, I don't know how you can say it. Um, you, you said it perfectly. It's just learning as you go and using other people's experiences to speed up the process. But you can't overstep that because <laughs> that's when you start going off the rails. So that's well, well said. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally there. Um, I think one of the key points is uh, totally moldable is at any age is you got to be teachable and you got to be moldable, meaning that you've got to take and be able to You've got to be able to correct. I, I, a few months ago, somebody in our group called me out. I put a post up that was pretty inappropriate. Just I was just striking out. I was mad, you know, at some crap that was going on. And this individual called me out, and I was like, oh, crap. You know what? He's totally right. And so I, I, I went and took one post down and modified another one, so it sounded a little more – I was just harsh. You know, I was – you could tell I was pissed, you know. And I, but it was – you know, I'm above that, man. You know, and I can't represent I can't represent people that's in the group that way. Um, and so, you know, you've got to be able to take and and be humble enough to take that that criticism and build yourself up. Here's the other side of that, though, is you're going to have people that are not at your level yet that are after you. Mm-hmm. Is they are going to they're targeting you. And I've learned this the hard way. They're going to take and act like they're your best friend. They're going to do things. But in the in the midst of it what they're doing is they they want to they want to chop you down yep. and so you got to be real careful that there's okay was that statement about me is it was it that harsh in that case it was you know i was wrong 
But there's been other times, well, you're this, you're that. Okay, what is a what is a attack and what is guidance? And you got to be real careful of that because there's going to be both and you got to be able to decipher which one's which. Um, again, while others were learning a trade in college and going on, I, I went to school, but it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, a percolated, it was a slow drip coffee machine for me. You know, it was drip, drip, drip education, you know, where I was really hungry for was going in and hanging out with these, these, these business people and learning business from them. And it's ironic that, you know, back coming through a time when I grew up is that probably 80% of them didn't have a college education yet. They're multimillionaires. Right. Is so, but I had one, I had one gentleman say, tell me one time and I was, I was probably your age, 40. And he goes, listen, the, the good thing about a college education is that the baseline's there. The other thing is it sets a foundation that your kids will see that you, they need to get an education. So, I went back, you know, I went back to school, finished my, 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 my degrees up, but I also have told, you know, our daughter's getting ready to go to school. I said, Hey man, don't buy into this going into debt thing. I won't do it. I didn't do it for any of my kids. I just said, Hey, here's your two choices. You either get a scholarship or you go into the military and, and, and earn it that way. You know, it's up to you, but don't go into debt. These kids coming out with, you know, Chris, what's that? What, what, what the average debt is right now for, for, for college? I mean, what, it's, what, 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 it's, what, a, it's a lot. I believe. I believe on average it's around thirty thousand a year, if if I remember right. You, you know, and, and now, now of course they want to forgive it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like where where <laughs> I, want, I want my refund too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and and again, I came up when I started school. College, college was relatively cheap. I mean, it really was. I mean, we paid as yeah. we went, so to say. I didn't go to fancy school you know i mean i didn't go I, I just knew that wasn't in the cards you know um and so we 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 were able back then to kind of pay for school but now i look at you know i was sitting in that graduation yesterday and i'm looking and listening to all these kids dreams and what they you know our school is a relatively small high school and what each kid said about their future and you you just you, you see that and you're so i mean some of these some of these kids going to cornell and 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 all these these schools you're like wow how the pretty amazing for a small school like ours to get that many people going to right. pre prestigious schools like that, you know, something that's such a, a high end college. But on this flip side, you're going, how the hell are these parents paying for this shit? You know, I mean, who's going into debt for that? You know, cause you know that there, there was, there was a few, there's one kid, um, full rights, you know, air force Academy scholarship, you know? So, I mean, it, it, you, you look at that and you know that, okay, parents did good, you know, kid did good um all around everybody did good great but on these other parents man i don't know i mean i just don't i can't see going into debt at a thirty thousand a year for an average of five years and coming out and you're going to make forty thousand dollars a year to pay off that kind of debt with interest and everything else plus that's the yeah. cheap part what about the living you know well you what know 20 20 years ago when i did it there was more of a more of an advantage to going to school when you came out of school, um, you know, and, and getting a better paying job. But, but today it seems like that advantage is, is less and less. Absolutely. Know, my, my wife and I, we just finished paying off our student loans literally this last year. It took us that long, you know, but part of it was, uh, you know, she ended up going back and getting her master's and stuff like that. So we added to it over the years as well. Um, 
but you know, she's, and she's a teacher. So, you know, the, the payout is okay, but it's not like great. You know, it, she's not making what other people with a master's make, you know? Yeah. Hey, that's a great point. Here's the other pursuit, perceived value of a teacher. Let me give you this. And, and I know you, we've, we've talked about this. I've watched your wife and other friends that are teachers, especially the last two and a half years with what we've gone through. Oh man, you're a teacher. Easy street, man. You get paid, you get summers off. You don't do shit. You, and I'm like, you are an ignorant, ignorant person because there's again, you get what you gave teachers today. I think, I don't know, man. I, I think it'd be really hard pressed. I don't, I don't think I'd want to be any part of being a cop or, no. a teacher, you know, because, you know, they, they may only work nine months a year when you, when you take in all the time off they get, which is awesome that they do. But my goodness, they are working for nine months of the year. I mean, they are really working. I'll tell you just last night it was 1230 and I rolled over in bed and she still wasn't there. Yep. So, you now, know, it's again, but it's, you get what you gave. Teachers, especially good teachers, you know, like your wife is, our friends that are teachers that really, really care. And the crap that they're getting thrown back at them right now is unbelievable. You know, it's same law enforcement. I just wouldn't want to be it right now. So people see success, wealth, fame. They usually don't see the, the, the depth of the debt that was paid for those individuals to get here. Is it is it is signing a contract with the devil in a lot of cases. You know, you look at I was talking to, to Glenn Stern, you know, was the host of uh, Undercover Billionaire, and him and I, we it was pretty fun. We got we got thrown off the set a couple times because we're we're getting a little out. This guy's a self-made billionaire, but you know, he's you could see where he's in here from great guy, great wife, great life, but him opening up to me and telling me about some of the struggles he's had in life. There was great debt to get where he's he's at. I mean, there was a great price to pay. People say, "Oh, it must be nice to have a yacht in a in, in a ship." I want no part of that, and it's because I've worked on enough of that stuff where I know how expensive it is. And all you have to listen. You, I've said this many times. You don't own things; things own you. And you're constantly working for things to pay things off and to do things. There's a point in your life to where you got to take and evaluate. Is that really worth it? You know, you gotta know what you want. You know, you got to have that plan. And, you know, be able to stick in that plan. Absolutely. You know, so Diane and I are, you know, new into the, the horse thing. Both of us are riding quite a bit. And there's a saying that I've learned, a boy, if it's not true, horses win your heart and empty your pocket. You know, simple as that. You think something, you think something is a, is a, you think golf or, or something's an expensive hobby, uh, get a horse. I mean, it's like, oh, crap. But, damn, I go out there. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Rip. I get to go see him today. He's eight years old today. But, you know, it, it's, I was out with them yesterday just for a little while, and it was pretty, it was pretty amazing because I worked him. We worked out really hard. And when I got done, to have him follow me around, and, and I got on my phone for two seconds with Diane, and he came over and knocked the phone. He was like, no, I'm, this is my time. You know, I, I want my time with you. It's pretty cool. But they don't see the hours. People don't see the hours, the days, the weeks, the months. And the visioning that happens is that is that people say, you know, even a podcast, even ours, my goal is not to to, to have, and maybe it's short-sightedness, but I don't want a uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, every you know, I, that, that's never been my target. And my target is to, 
to take and reach one person every time we come on that Chris and I come on. It's always been that simple. And, and, and we accomplish that because we hear from it. Is it going to be number one? Po- I don't, I'm not, I'm not competing with other people for that. I'm not looking for awards. I'm not looking for anything. I'm looking at changing one life. Every time we come on and we do one of these things, that's all I want. It's a simple process is that here's what you don't see. You don't see the education. How much time do we all spend in the off hours? People, you know, is, is to be direct. I don't have any, I will tell you this. My mind's always going. Even all, all, somebody will say something, I'll I'll be working out and I'll, and all of a sudden somebody will say something. I go, Oh my God. Yep. That's a great. That's a great subject to look into, to read into. Um, I was taking it and listening to a person, and they said they mentioned George Washington and his habits. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get a couple books and read up on George Washington, or, he, or listen up on George Washington. It's where today came from, is they don't see the effort that you've put into yourself. They don't see the effort that you've had to take to to take and refine yourself and to. You know, all of us, each decade of your life, you change a little bit, right? You're coming in to where you're now going to really start. You've learned at 40, hopefully, is you've learned what you want to be and you learn what you don't want to be. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) So here's my, here's when I was at your point, here's the bad news to that. I spent my entire 40s, or not my entire, but I spent, seven or eight years of my 40s fixing the mistakes i made in my 30s is the shit i screwed up yeah i can yeah that's what i'm trying to do now i can feel myself doing that um but it's all our story i guess you know we all have our own stories and sometimes you get upset because you start comparing yourself to other people's stories and then you know you start getting depressed and, and frustrated and all of that and I think you just got to remember that that your life is your life, and like you said earlier about worrying about what other people think. And I'm getting to the point now where my filter is really shrinking. I just it, it, if it doesn't affect me or my family, it just really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. And if if I'm doing something that is going to affect them or our happiness as a family, then I'm really starting to evaluate those things and could be just because i'm i'm getting i'm 40 now but you know, like you like like you said all all today is, is a lot of this stuff just it hits me you know in the, in the soft spot i guess because especially about building i i work 56 hours at the fire station per week and then i'm spending another 80 to 100 hours detailing cars nobody sees that no nobody sees me at two o'clock in the morning um, trying to finish a car for for a client, nobody sees that. And why am I doing it? And and now I have to reevaluate why I'm doing that stuff. And that and the start came from you telling me that, you know, you gotta you gotta give yourself time. You do. That's why I'm up here. And and you've got to take and give yourself. You know, okay, where 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 am I going with this? How 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 much longer can I put this amount of effort into it? And is it getting the gains that I want out of it? And if it is, how can I take and get what goes? I got to cut something out. You know, what's going to be cut out? And it's it's a realization. Um, the countless conversations people don't see is that people that are really serious about business, it's not a part time gig, man. It's a part of your soul, and you can you can see them from a mile away. 
The other thing is, though, that I see that these people that are completely addicted to their business, that they don't have any other life. And I think that's a, I think that's one of the most tragic um, and reckless things that you can do. I've been there. Okay. Um, and it, it made me bitter. It made me angry. Um, it, it just, there's, there's no good that comes up now. Short burst of that. I'd say right now I'm on a short burst, you know, this year we knew it was going to happen. We knew and, and the, what's happening in the mafia is the number of calls I get. I mean, I took several yesterday. I, I said, I'm not going to take calls today. It's not Darren's it's Darren's graduation. But in between when she was kind of gone and before, you know, after once we went to graduation, phone went off. You know, until we went and had dinner with you because yeah. she was out hanging out with her friends. But is is that we we you know it it's 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 endless, it's constant. But I love to see people move forward and to take those phone calls are priceless to me. Well, you you, you want to help, that's why. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, but but the opposite is true now is we're facing some dilemmas with emotions and in and and around us. And I don't do well with that shit anymore. I got to cut it out. You know, it just doesn't do good. Uh, so to kind of wrap this up, the sooner that you start to pay an entry fee is the better. I don't care what age you are, you know, is that if you're new to entrepreneurship, is that you've got to start your people skills at the center of everything. Knowing clearly what you want, or at least having a direction, is that, you know, it. I know as, as every day that goes by, I know more and more what I want and what I don't want. And I think it's important to know both of those things, what I want. And what I don't want, what's tolerated in my life, what's not tolerated in my life. But the sooner that you can hone in your own personal skills with other people, your people skills, and the sooner that you can attach yourself, you just mentioned it, to mentors, you know. And 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 also don't be afraid of this, is that you know, in our group, we get so many young people. We had a we had a, a young man, 15 years old, on the podcast, you know, uh the week week before last, right? Yeah, a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, and it was just amazing. His kid just, we, Chris and I met him down at Mark Elliott's shop, you know, and he's an amazing kid. But, you know, and then last week we had this thing on followership. And I got a lot of questions on that is why would you be, why would you ever be a follower? I, I heard that a few times. Is that, uh, why would you not? I mean, to be, I mean, we've all, I've had some amazing people uh, that were bosses and some, ama- and some people that weren't so amazing. Um, you know, it, it's, I think that your leadership style has got to be one of compassion and empathy, uh, but education. And I constantly, last week, we had a, a group of brand new students, some brand new to detailing. And I want to tell you, I took away so much from that group. I do. Every single time we have a training, I take so much away. But there was a couple of statements made during last week that I wrote down. And, and, and if you can't come back into that position easily something's wrong you want to make it easy to take and and come back into that position um so start paying ahead push 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 ahead uh pay it forward you know help other people do it but you know when you look at somebody that has has achieved something you want realize it didn't come easily go pick them i always tell i always tell uh, people this that i that i that i coach a mentor when you come across somebody you're doing business with at the conclusion of that business, ask them one question and one question only and do it with a- absolute respect. Say, so, you know, I honor, I honor, it looks like you've done very well for yourself. What one small piece of advice would you give a young entrepreneur or a new entrepreneur? Ask them that one thing. A lot of times, probably half, you know, half the people are going to, you're going to see their, their, their vision shift a little bit. They're going to think back 
and they're going to they're going to they're going to share some magic with you you know but re be respectful of their time every time you're around them ask that same question again and see what they come up with that was one of the secrets of me learning more and more of of what i needed to become to become what i wanted to become you know to, to go the direction i wanted to and uh it was pretty magical so all right well chris that's all we got so thanks dude Appreciate yeah, it, thank you and thank everybody you know for having me chris uh, yeah. yeah surprise yeah <laughs> surprise awesome. so uh so off to wax stock you go and then uh what do you call it we've got a uh, a few members of team pns that are going to be at sdc this weekend yep right yeah and then we got we come back from that and the very next week after that so not not next week but the week after we've got a auto geek event up at pns headquarters so yeah. we're gonna have an open house uh for if you're a detailer come on by all all that information's on our social media um and so you can do that and uh we've got some some cool um in the double black line we got some cool new products coming up so stay tuned for that and uh i think it's going to bring light and clarity to your life one of them you know <laughs> yeah in fact uh in fact you know i'm not going to spill the beans on what any of them are but uh over the next uh, few months you could expect to see i think four new uh double black products coming out yeah we've got we've got we're, we're on the move and we've got some other things planned for sema you know of releases and so forth so it's gonna be cool to have bob and i locked up in in england for a few days and on plane trains and automobiles you know to be able to kind of talk and and figure out you know what what we're going to do that's going to be fun but you know we got our big party in sema that we're planning right now on wednesday night you know at sema uh that's going to be fun and so we're already looking forward to to that what seem is going to bring and then uh just we've got events here in southern california you know throughout the rest of the summer uh we've got a couple of uh, dinners with detailers coming up um and then we're already looking we've got we've got uh christmas dinner with detailers down in uber detailing in uh, corona california that one's already scheduled because we did that last year with them and it was an absolute santa even came out and santa's helper wasn't too bad either <laughs> no she wasn't yeah um, <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff you know but even uh and 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 a big one for us is the detail mafia will be uh will be uh working on air force one again this year so that's coming up too next month can you believe that i mean it's the first can you i mean it's unreal i mean oh, yeah, it's it the first june first yeah first when did this year go so yeah right already it's like well they keep doing oh wait you're 40 and just man they yeah. especially as that that daughter starts aging uh, i'm not yeah i'm not looking for man they just start rolling i'm hoping to start they start slowing down a little bit now <laughs> yeah but you know it's like holy crap right. you know it yep. just goes by so fast it does, you it know does. so well hey everybody uh, for those that are over in the uk come see us at wax stop stop by make sure to say hi uh for those that are going to uh southern detailers conference come by and say hi to the uh, double black team we'll be there uh, and then, uh, Chris, you're going to take a little bit, bit of a deep breath while I'm gone and just kind of get a little R and R or you should, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe a, a little bit, it'll be, it'll be, I'll be working on stuff, but it will be relaxing. It won't be like high pressure. Good. So well, how's that? I when I get back next Wednesday, a week from today, I can tell you what, I'm turning my phone off for like four days. <laughs> so then I got almost like a two week vacation from you as it is then. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna relax and we're gonna we've already got some camping planned and you know we're gonna go out and have a little fun. So all right no, guys. I got, I got lots of things in the work for uh for Air Force One, but uh, other than that, we're in good shape. <laughs>
Cool. Well, hey, you guys take care, man. Again, go out and uh, and build up what you're doing by working on it today. So it's not what you you're doing, you know, in the future. It's you got to start laying those bricks down right now and start building those solid foundations. Not a weak foundation, a solid foundation. It will pay off in the days, uh, days, weeks, months, and years, uh, and decades ahead. So uh, take care of yourselves. Happy detailing all. Make sure to make a comment. Send us an email, too. We love hearing about uh, these, any topics that you want to hear, and uh, make sure to share uh, this. We'd love to have you share it on your feed, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you in the U.K.